0: Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins drop a tough one on Wednesday night, too. The Buffalo Sabres, a 4 3 shootout loss. They get a point. So, three out of four points for the Penguins in their last two games and up to 88 points on the season, two more away from being at 90, which, you know, they're basically at this point six six wins away um, from getting to 100 points, which would just be awesome. I have a full game recap coming up right for you all. After the stop, going to go into all the struggles that came tonight for the Penguins and, you know, honestly, why I thought that was the case. Chris Letang's goal, Evgeny Malkin's goal, Sidney Crosby's goal, Casey Dismitt's play, all of that and much more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. You're Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. So all the shows, Twitter at LO, underscore Penguins. Um, so Penguins, they drop a tough one tonight, 4-3. to three to the Sabres in a game that, you know, honestly, five minutes into the game, the vibes were definitely not there uh, to say the least. Um, This was a game that, you know, it's a, it was a typical late a mid to late March game against one of the worst teams in the league. And you're already in the playoffs. You won against a team that's in ninth place the night before. And you're basically like, you know what? We're probably going to save ourselves for Friday in New York. I'm pretty sure they did. We're not going to bring our best effort I know the players are going to say, well, we got to bring our best effort every game. You know, we left points out there and all that. There are two points back from Carolina right now when it could have been one. But at the end of the day, every team in the NHL has a game like this. Multiple, I should say. Where, you know what, you just don't have it. And the fact that the Penguins even got to overtime and then a shootout when they didn't have it, I mean, that just goes to show how good this team is. And even on nights that they don't have it, um, they can still score, especially, you know, um, when the big guns um, do. All three all three of the main core players um, scored tonight. And according to Bob Grove, this was the first time, I believe, in the Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Crystal Tangier, that all three have scored um, in the same game and they've lost. Um, it, it just does not happen very often. Hell, um, when Sid and Gino score in the same game, um, they have, I believe it's less than five regulation losses, only a couple of overtime losses. Obviously, this one will qualify. Um, it is very rare when both of them score in the same game. Uh, and the Penguins lose. So um, definitely a lot of rare feats tonight. But, you know, again, this was a game where the Penguins did not have it. At the end of the day, you know, they didn't bring their best hockey. They played much better on the night before against Columbus, and I understand that. It's a divisional game. It's against a team that, you know, it's kind of your little brother in a way. It's a metropolitan division game, and now you go from there. For less than 24 hours later, you're playing a Buffalo Sabres team that's really playing for pride at this point, even though um, they're now 5-1 in their last six games, this has been a definitely a better season for the Sabres. I know they're not that good, but, you know, compared to last year with where they were um, you know, especially when Ralph Kruger was their coach of the team, um, Don Granado definitely has those guys ready to play um, <clears throat> on an every night basis. So um, I thought Buffalo looked pretty good. You know, they were obviously the, you know, they had more rest coming in in this game, but you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the Penguins. I thought, you know, even though they played like crap, they had multiple t- chances to win it in the overtime. And they still got the point to be up eight points up on the Capitals with the same game. So 17 games to go between those two teams. It's going to be very hard for Washington to move up. I actually saw this stat um, when I was looking at the Steam. Someone posted this on Twitter, I think. It was about mid-February, about February 12th, February 13th. We're now at March 23rd. Penguins had played 49 games. Capitals have played 50. Now we're both at 65. So the Capitals played 15, Penguins have played 16. The gap has gone up by one point. The the Capitals were seven points back about five weeks ago. They're now eight points back with only basically five weeks left in the season. That is how hard it is to catch a team like that in the standing. So right now, again, the Penguins, are. it's most likely they're going to be locked into the two to three. And the two, three. Uh, unless they have this, you know, this monumental collapse um, with 17 games, I'm gonna knock on wood uh, for you all. Um, you know, I thought, you know, if how do I want to say this against probably any other team in the league? Hell, maybe even Arizona. The Penguins probably lose this game in regulation. Heck, I, you know, with how Montreal is playing lately, I think Montreal probably beats them in regulation. Arizona, you know, maybe they maybe they're good enough to get to overtime. But, you know, it, it was just th- – that was how bad the Penguins played. This was probably their worst performance um, in um, six to eight weeks or something like that. I, I cannot remember a time um, you know in a while where they looked this flat in um, this lethargic. But, you know, they're saving themselves. The schedule coming up is about to get really nasty. They have the Rangers three times in basically two weeks, Colorado twice, Minnesota, Boston twice, um. It's just these, these games are only going to get tougher um, down the stretch. So I, I really have no problem you know, with, with them dropping a point. Um, Cindy Crosby was able to get the tying goal uh, right after Penguins killer. Tage Thompson opens the scoring. And I mean, he, Tage Thompson's approaching Jordan Everly territory um, at this point, this guy scores at will. Against the penguins had two goals against them tonight. Goals, goal is twenty-six and twenty-seven for him on the season. Um hell, he scored against them a, a bunch last season. Um, I'm pretty sure in one of the two games um, this year he also scored against them. Um he he is a penguins killer right now. Um just what no matter what they do, they can't seem to stop him. But you know, Sid, just a few seconds after that first goal is able to tie it, goes five-hole. Um, he is playing some really high-level hockey right now. Um, that's now six points in his last three games. He's now has, now has 1,390 points. Um, actually, I'll rephrase that. 1,391. I'm going to get to the other goal in just a second. He is now five points back of Alex Ovechkin. Um, he's 24th all-time with Brett Hull for the most points in NHL history. Nine away from 1,400. So congratulations to Sid. He's probably going to hit 1,400 um, probably in the next few games, to be honest. And that's going to be a great milestone. He'll probably hit um, 1,500. Um, if not next season, the season after that, um, which is just going to be um, an even better um, accomplishment at this point. Evgeny Malkin gets the Penguins some puck luck. That was awesome. I mean, I even tweeted that out, out on my social media. Um, it is very rare when the Penguins get a bounce the way they did with that Gino goal. Um, he just, you know, it's a harmless puck to the front of the net, goes off of Haru's skate, goes five-hole past Anderson. Um, I think that's the first time the Penguins have scored a goal like that this year. Um, they probably had it scored against them about four to five times, but uh, the Penguins have definitely, um, you know, they have not gotten that kind of bounce uh, to say the least. So on um, the fact that they did, that was nice. The Penguins were being outplayed in that second period, just like they were the entire game. That goal came with about le- a little less than 90 seconds left in that period. So to be a, to be tied going into the second, that's massive. Obviously, Tage T.H. Thompson scores again, but Crystal Tang is able to tie it and get the Penguins at least a point um, shout out to Mike Sullivan for that timeout. That is a Jack Adams worthy timeout, right there. Um, I-, I thought that was tremendous. Um, you know, he saw there was an opportunity because they were getting a lot of chances, he knew it was late in the game. He also knew that they were probably not going to get another power play after this, but you know what. He, he, he made that good play. Called the timeouts. A 200 IQ play, as I like to say sometimes on the podcast. Puts the unit for, first unit back out there. Set play. Crystal Tang's able to bury it. Todd Reardon goes absolutely crazy on the bench, like Mike Matheson's almost like punching him in <laughs> something like that. Um, really nice to see him and the rest of the team fired up because um, that I thought was a great coaching moment um, from Mike Sullivan, to say the least. So um, obviously, you know, we're going to get to the overtime coming up in the next segment. Those are the goals. That were scored. You know, one of them was obviously a bit lucky. Um, the first one was just a nice shot, five hole, and then you know the other one, uh, Crystal Tang, no chance. You know, it was the power play has been struggling a lot lately, but that it was the, the power play was also the main reason that um the Penguins got at least a point um in this game. So um, that's big. You know, especially because the power play has been in like a one for twenty one, one for twenty two drought um before this game and before last night um as well. So um. That, that that was just really huge, I think, uh, for the Penguins. You know, also for Evgeny Malkin's goal, thirteenth goal already in the season. He's only played two and a half months. He's already equaled Dan. He's already equaled Danton Heinen's goal number. I know Heinen's been you know pretty good this year, but you know this is one of the best players in the league in Evgeny Malkin. But still, a lot to get to for this episode, including the defense, the, the defensive, excuse me, um, inefficiencies that we saw throughout the night. Casey DeSmith's Smith's performance um, and who I thought regressed. Um, from last night. But before we get to that, um, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. Again, you can skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the weight and long lines and ensuring you don't waste your money on excess food. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals so that you can feel good about with maybe six recipes per week to choose from, including low calorie and carb conscious options. So my girlfriend and I, we've actually used HelloFresh um, quite a few times. We actually really like the portions. The recipes are a lot of fun to use. Heck, you know, we actually end up saving the recipes too. So we can keep, you know, go to the, if, if we don't want to have HelloFresh for a week, we can just, you know, hook up one of the recipes that we got from them and just go to the store, get the ingredients and make it fresh. You can go to hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 and use code locked on 16 for up to 16 free meals. And you can get three free gifts. We're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So about the defensive inefficiencies tonight, um, the Penguins were pretty porous um, in the defensive zone. That was just really bad stuff. Um, The Penguins making a lot of um, just ill-advised decisions, I guess is the way to say it. Um, you know, they, they were lucky, honestly, that Buffalo didn't score five or six goals in regulation with some of the saves that Casey DeSmith had to make. Um, there's just a lot of, you know, I think, you know, John Marino made a couple really bad decisions. Um, you know, the, the goal that Tage Thompson actually scored, um, about a minute into the third period, um, it was mainly, you know, just two players behind the net. It was Boyle that didn't really know what he was doing. I think it was also Ruedel, um, and they just let, you know, Thompson come out right in front, and then he's going to fire that pass to Smith, who tried to make a diving save. I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's a save that he's probably going to make one out of ten times. Um, just there's no reason for two players to be behind the net in that situation. I know Boyle is kind of falling on top of Ruedel. There. And, you know, speaking of boy, I thought he probably had his worst game of the season tonight. Um, you know, he's been a great story. He's impressed a lot of people, but I don't think he can play in the playoffs um, when this team is fully healthy. I mean, I just think, you know, his, his legs were definitely showing. I um, mean, his old legs, I should say, were definitely showing tonight, um, at least in my opinion. So, um, you know, you just, you know, it, it's, it, I'm sure he'll be fine on Friday. Um, against the Rangers. But you know, that just that that defensive lapse can't happen. Um, speaking of Marino, I, I know I pivoted to Boyle a little bit. Um, he should have had an easy clear on Buffalo's second goal from Gergenson's who guys eighth of the year. Um, Oposo basically puts the puck in front of the net, kind of a little bit to the side, kind a little bit, but the puck, I don't think it hops off Marino's stick. It just goes right by it. And Marino was right freaking there and he didn't get the clear. Gergenson's buries it. Um, blocker side past to Smith. And, you know, there's nothing Casey can do about that. I mean, that's just, you know, from 10 feet out. I don't even think Tristan Jari makes that save. But um it was just, I thought, pretty bad defense there from John. You know, he's been playing better hockey for the most part lately. Um, this was definitely, I think, a step in the wrong direction, um, in my opinion. We'll see if he's able to correct it um, on Friday. Um You know, I, Brian Dumoulin, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's hurt. Um, I don't know if it's just a full-on regression that we're seeing from him, but this is probably the worst hockey I think I've seen him play in a Penguin uniform. He's he's not making good decisions with the puck. He's being hemmed in his own zone a lot more. It's almost like he's afraid to get hit um, just because he's nursing an injury or you know, he's obviously, I think, afraid to make a hit as well. Um, but it's definitely just not – it hasn't been there for a while now. Um, and, you know, I'm, I applaud him if he's playing through an injury. I, I totally get that. Um, but if he's not, you know, maybe you have to sit him for a game or two and let him get right um, because it's not. this is not the Brian Doom one that I think, you know, all, a lot of us are accustomed to seeing, uh, to say the least. So um, hopefully that gets cleaned up sooner rather than later. Again, it's just really bad decisions in the defensive zone. It's kind of scared to, like, take any sort of contact uh, making bad passes when he's coming into the offensive zone. I think his zone entries per 60 has gone down a little bit. Um, he's just, he, he's not, you know, the same doomling with the puck that I remember from all these years. So um, I'm hoping, again, that that does get corrected here um, in the stretch run and obviously into the playoffs when the Penguins inevitably um, do make it. As are some of the other positives. I thought Ricard Raquel was awesome tonight, um, saved a goal, almost had the highlight goal of the year. For the Penguins in overtime, split through um, the Sabers' defense and just missed it on pass, pass, top cheese um, on Craig Anderson. Um, if that's just a little bit to the left, um, you know he brings the house down, and I'm sure a lot of Penguins fans are, including me, obviously I cover the team, um, are freaking the hell out right now. Um, so really liked his debut, and it's just I mean, not his debut. Really liked his second game, and the fact that he's playing like this and he hasn't even had a full practice yet. Um, excuse me, he's going to be just fine, um, at least in my opinion. So I'm definitely really excited to see what else there is to come from him. Chris Berry-Kappen, I thought this was another step in the right direction again. You know, I didn't have a problem with anything he did tonight. He got a couple of good chances, um, was skating with authority, wasn't, you know, coming into the zone and button hooking back and looking for that pass or anything. Um, Played fine defensively too. You know, this is – I don't know if this is a flash in the pan, I don't know if the penguins are ever going to get back the version that we saw last year from Cappy. Um, but this is, it's the best hockey we've seen him play all year. Um, not, not even close. Um, at least in my opinion. Um, and you know, Casey DeSmith, I thought he was okay tonight. You know, he's not nearly as bad as he was a couple of months ago. Obviously that's probably not saying much. Um, but, you know, two of the three goals I'm not really going to blame him for. I thought the first one, that 1st age one, made himself look way too small there. Um, he kind of went down into a butterfly position from what I um, watched on replay a few times after he, uh, I saw a goal. Um, there was really no need to do that. I don't think. I think if he just, you know, stands up a little taller and makes himself bigger in the net, I um, he has a save there. The second one from Gergensen's, again, no shot. Third one, diving across, no chance. Um, in the shootout though, and I'm going to get to the shootout in the next segment um, overall for the from a penguin skater point of view, um, I, I don't really know what he was doing on two of those three attempts. Um, DeSmith had stopped 10 of his last 11 going into the shootout, which is pretty crazy. You know, he's been um, a pretty good shootout goaltender for the Penguins this year. He's also stopped 12 of 16 coming into tonight. Um, and this was also, according to Bob Grove, um, you know, the first time he's allowed more than one shootout goal. Um, in a game since 2018 when he made his um, shootout debut. So this is a goalie that usually makes saves, but for whatever reason tonight, um, made himself look way smaller than he normally does. Um, both Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck had the entire net to shoot. I had a couple of people saying to me that, well, you know, B- B- Buffalo didn't have to deacon and all that stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, I get I'm, I'm going to get to the Penguin skater point of view with that. Um, but I'm, I'm just like, the Sabres have the entire net to shoot at. So I'm not really gonna entertain that argument. at least in my opinion. Um, so kind of maybe a little bit of a mixed bag. I, I guess he he was all right. Um I don't know how many more starts he's gonna get down the stretch here, but you know, he was he gave them a shot. He was fine. I'm not really gonna grill him um too hard. This is Tristan Jari's team at the end of the day. If if we're really um getting mad about a backup goaltender, then you know what? That's a small problem with only so much, so little of the regular season left. Um, coming up in the next segment, I am going to get to more shootout struggles for the Penguin skaters and what the heck I think is going on, plus the overtime. Um, but before I get to that, this is the time of year that I have pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. I mean, for God's sake, it's almost April now, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bill Bar. Almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow in case you haven't tried them. They're fluffy, they are marshmallow they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Heck, all Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs are included. They're low calorie and high protein, replace your candy bars with those as well. Heck, they're better than candy bars. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pulled off every single time. You can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter You're going to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LO underscore Penguins so, in terms of the actual Penguin shooters tonight in the shootout, um, and you know, at the end of the day, this is a very small thing to complain about. Uh, I'll just put that as a disclaimer out there for people that think I'm being a too hard on team, or maybe I'm being too, I don't know, if the word you know, bitchy, um, I guess, or just a whiner Forty Nine er over here, or whatever. But at the end of the day, I want to see more of the Penguin shooters deke in the shootout. Um, Sidney Crosby, especially. I know some fans are not going to want to hear this. Trust me. I I, I love Sidney Crosby. I've loved watching him for almost 20 years now. He is awful in shootouts right now, and he has been for a while. I don't think that's a hot take. He absolutely does nothing in the shootouts. You look at the percentage, it's like, oh, wow, he's taken a lot of attempts and he scored a lot of goals. He must be really good. But this year, only one of five, one of six. Last year, it wasn't really that much better. Um, he does the same thing now. Comes in, goes a little slow, tries five hole, goes home. He, he never tries a deke. Um, I, I just for once, I want him to try something other than that same annoying move where he comes in, doesn't really do much, and tries to go five hole. I, I think the goalies, when the game's go to shoot out, they know what Sid does. Um, to say the least, Brian Rust. Um, I-, I applaud him for doing what he did against Billy Huso um, last week. He is I think he was 5-for-5 five five overall in shootouts coming into this one. Um, he just missed a goal by this much. Um, but still, man, I mean, I-, I just want the players to change it up. I-, I, just, I get so bored watching them in shootouts. And, you know, thank God there are no shootouts in the playoffs because the Penguins have struggled in shootouts so much this year. Usually, um, this was automatic for the Penguins, um, even just a few years ago. Um, there would not be a time where they didn't win a shootout. And I know at times they had Mark Andre Fleury, who's the greatest shootout goaltender in NHL history. You know, you, you look at the stats. I mean, he's a number one. Um, but you know, that, that was when the times when the penguins, um, actually, I guess, practiced them and, um, took them more serious. I know we don't see a lot more shootouts in the NHL now. And again, as for the Deeks thing, I don't really know if the players have the, some analytics that tell them not to, I, I, I don't know. Um, but what I do know is I want to see more of them if we do see another shootout this year and, you know, next year and, and, and a year after that. I just, I think it's, I'm kind of tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over again with this team um, in the shootout. You know, there's only, you know, and especially, you know, having with Casey DeSmith making himself look way too small there um, in those situations. Um, just, you know, you can't give Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson the whole net to shoot out, as I said in the last segment. That's just um unacceptable to say the least the overtime was dominated by pittsburgh um they had the puck basically the entire time I understand that to come up with a couple of massive saves one of them was of which was on sydney crosby um you know again i already touched on the raquel thing um at the end of the day you know this is a game that the penguins you know they're gonna they're gonna throw in their trash they only had 43 percent of the shot attempts 37 of the scoring chances 29 of the high danger chances um 34 of the expected goals um, it was it, it was pretty bad. Hell they they got outscored three to one of um, if five if it weren't for the two power play goals, um Pittsburgh would have lost this game in regulation. So I'm not gonna panic. No one else should, you know, it's not the end of the world that they lost this game. They got three out of four points in this um back-to-back. The penguins have gotten eight, at least a point actually in 11 of their last 13 games. They are also nine and two and two in those last 13 games. So on a roll right now, still. 88 points, eight up on Washington, eight up uh, three up on the Rangers. And speaking of the Rangers, I'm gonna have Rachel Nones from the Hockey Writers on the show on Thursday to preview that massive matchup in at Madison Square Garden on Friday because that's probably a playoff preview, um, I think at this point. And it's going to, you know, it's it's gonna be a great game. So look for that to come out tomorrow evening. I think we're gonna record around six or seven o'clock, and then I'll have a full game recap episode for you all on Friday. So that'll do it for this one. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. And I will be back with you all on Thursday.